time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Another edition of the Retirement Roadmap is ready to lift off, and we've got a great conversation today with Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. This is going to be part two of our conversation about mastering retirement cash flow. In part one, we talked about expenses. Well, on today's show, we're going to talk about understanding the income portion of the conversation. So this time we're diving into the uh, income side where we are going to uncover some of the conversations conversations that surround uh, buzzwords like guaranteed income versus uncertain income, and maybe shed light on the consequences of retiring without a clear income plan. And if you're feeling lost um, with all the different expenses and pieces of income that you've got to keep up with, no worries. Uh, Today's going to be chock full of practical solutions and guidance from Glenn Mosseller. So let's dive into part two of our retirement cash flow conversation here, Glenn. First of all, why is understanding income in retirement critical for financial stability? And what are the consequences? What could happen if we don't have that clear picture before we hit retirement? Right. Well, Walter, I mean, it's we live in a we live in a world and a society, right, where that where it is it is, you know, dependent upon, you know, monthly cash flow, right? You have certain expenses that are that are need to be paid, you know, on a on a monthly basis. You know, normally your 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 income is coming in, you know, either, you know, on a weekly or biweekly or monthly basis to be able to, you know, to manage that flow of cash, right? And so when you move into retirement, it's going to be different because you're going to have different um, you're going to have different streams of income. It's not going to be coming in from your earned income or from wages, right? It's an, it's largely going to be, you know, from your you know your past your past working where you've put money into accounts for the retirement, right? And so so now you're going to be drawing money out of those different accounts. You have to decide when you're going to activate Social Security as to because if you re, if you activate it sooner rather than later, well, then you're going to get more checks, but they're going to be smaller checks. If you delay, then there's going to be, you know, there's going to be, you know, the checks are going to be larger, but you know, you'll have fewer of them and it's just managing, you know, it's making those decisions. It's, it's like creating that plan is is really important to know where that income is going to be coming from and how it's going to be structured. And, you know, most people don't really, you know, haven't really thought about that in great depth when they're in the accumulation years, when they're saving for retirement. But when you're transitioning from that phase of life to preservation and distribution, well, you know, distribution and, you know, is, is the, you know, is that whole concept that is like, hey, you're, you're, you're taking those distributions out. You're taking that, that cash flow out. And, and it goes hand, you know, it goes hand in hand with the idea of preservation because you got to make sure it's going to last you know you don't want to have a lot of volatility you know and you know and, and and ups and downs you know when you're when you're drawing money out because that, that can end up being really difficult you know to, to you know making the money last you know we've talked about that in the past but but it's really true so you've got you got to understand how you know how that's going to get structured and you know and, and again it, you know if you're if you're working with an advisor you know you um you know i always like the idea that you're working as a team to try to you know you know make sure that you're understanding that you know understanding how it's going to work once the plan is, is there and you know and and you know prior to getting the plan in place it's it's a it's a group effort it, you working with the advisor you know and, and and developing that plan and so that you number one you understand it and number two you're comfortable with it 
you're uncomfortable, you're probably going to, you know, shift away from it. And that may not be the, the best thing for you. You know, if you make shifts and changes from that, again, it, it could be problematic. So it's best that you really understand it and are comfortable and know that, that you know, that, that you're, that, hey, I, I get my plan I, and we're going to stay, we're going to stay on that. There's going to be certain foundational pieces to it. Um, there's going to be certain, you know, dynamic pieces that we know that, that, that are built in there that, you know, that can change it. But, you know, you, you need to understand retirement income and, and know that it's going to be dramatically different than, you know, you know, you know, making those paychecks. When you go to work and trade, basically you're trading hours for dollars in, in some way or, or another um, when you're working. And now, you're, now that's not happening, right? You're drawing money out of accounts or possibly Social Security or both and pensions. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's altogether different. It's really something that you've got to make sure you understand. Yeah, that's a great point, Glenn, because if we don't have that understanding, well, we're just operating on unknowns, and we, we certainly don't want to do that. Let's give some uh, some tangible guidance here. Uh, what are some examples of the different sources of income people tend to utilize in retirement? I think sometimes I'm I'm even surprised, Glenn, when you start listing them out, be like, okay, there's lots of lots of areas we can tap into. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. And again, it depends on your particular situation, right? You know, you kind of start with where most people, you know, are going to have is, you know, they're going to have Social Security, right? I mean, there's 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 some people who, you know, are kind of not in the Social Security system, but the vast, vast majority of people are, right? So, I mean, that's going to be, you know, one of the foundational pieces is and you know, of the planning is, is is understanding how that works. You want to make sure you understand the potential taxation of your Social Security benefits, and if there's ways and strategies that you can that you can put in place to protect it from taxation. You know, you got to figure out well when are you going to you know turn you know activate those benefits. You know, when is if you're married, you know, when is your spouse going to activate their benefits? You know, and you know you want those things to be coordinated in an overall plan that that takes your other other assets and everything into into account, right? It's, a, it's why we call it an income plan. But you know, this this foundational piece begins with Social Security, and there, it's not just like a willy nilly decision. You want to really understand you're doing that purposefully, and you know, with strategy behind it. You know, and then you move to you know, hey, you've got you know, some people are going to have pensions, right? And so that's going to be something that's already there. If that pension is set up so that it's going to be a monthly cash flow, um, you know, you want to understand whether or not it's going to have um, a cost of living increases or not. You also want to, if you haven't, if you haven't elected your pension yet, you want to check and see are you are you required to take that pension in monthly payments, you know, um, or can you potentially take it in a lump sum and having that lump sum maybe roll into an IRA. You know, there are situations where it makes sense to take it in the monthly cash flow. There are also, you know, a, a lot of other situations where it makes sense to roll it over into an IRA where you take control over it and you get to determine how and when you, when, you know, you, you take it out. And now you have an asset that, that, you know, that can potentially last beyond you. Whereas it's like a pension, you know, may end with either, you know, your passing or possibly your spouse's passing, you know, and, and if, uh, if, uh, if you unfortunate th- things happen and, you know, one or both both of you pass away early, a significant resource might might end up just not going to the people you care about. So it's something that you want to evaluate as to whether or not you know that's something you want to consider if you do have a pension, or and, and whether or not that's an option or not. And we go to IRAs and 401ks, you know, and and the, there's there's pre-tax money and possibly Roth money. 
So, you know, again, figuring out what are you going to draw from first? You know, what, you know, does it make sense to turn this, this account on or, or position part of this account over here? And then maybe you're going to draw this for a few years and then, and then shift, you know, to, you know, additional you know, income strategies later down the line. I mean, you know, you, you want to have, you want to have some strategy behind it and there's lots of different ways to put it together. But again, you want to basically take, you know, take stock of what you have, right? You know, you kind of say, okay, do I have a pension? Do I have an IRA? You know, do I have a Roth IRA? What about my spouse's, you know, saved money for retirement? Social Security. Do you have any annuities in, you know, in your in your portfolio? You know, maybe the answer is yes. Maybe the answer is no. Maybe the answer should be yes in certain situations, right? And then you know, maybe maybe the answer sh- you know should be that you know, hey, maybe it, maybe that's not the right thing for you. There's no right or wrong answer as a one size fits all. I mean, because there are situations where it makes sense, and there are situations where it doesn't make sense. You know, some people have, you know, what we, you know, we call, you know, non-qualified accounts, you know, meaning that they're after-tax accounts. They're not, you know, qualified under the, under the, you know, like, like a retirement account, like an IRA or a 401k. So they're, they're subject to, you know, potentially capital gains and, and ordinary income or possibly dividends, you know, that they get paid out. And that's going to be a different line on the, on the tax, on the tax return. Some people have rental income along the way you've acquired some, you know, some rental property. And so that's again, going to be something that you want to be aware of, you know, in terms of how is that going to work and interact with the, with your other assets? You know, is it going to potentially, you know, create a scenario where your social security might get taxed? You know, maybe yes, maybe no. And again, maybe, maybe that matters, you know, or maybe it doesn't, or, or but at least you want to understand it's like, well, if I, if I continue to have these, you know, properties, or I continue to have this type of income, you know, maybe it's a different sort, maybe it's coming from a you know, traditional IRA, you know, you know, and, and whether or not it creates a, a, some taxation on other things. Sometimes that's not as big a deal. Sometimes it's a really big deal. It depends upon how much taxation, right? And, you know, and what you think is going to happen in the future with, you know, with, with uh, future tax rates and so forth. There's a whole nother thing, Walter, that we haven't even talked about. It's not accounts or, or social security or annuities or anything like that. It's, it's some people are, are going to continue to work a little bit, or maybe they're going to have part-time work. You know, I mean, then that, that's becoming more and more a, a thing, right? Where people really say, you know what, I'm just done with my, with my career job. I don't want to work that 40 to 60 hours or more, you know, on a weekly basis, but I'm not ready to just completely, you know, just say, you know, hey, I'm fully retired and I'm not going to do anything more at work. You know, some people, you know, they, they, they transition, you know, and they have like what we would call a phased retirement where they, you know, they, they're moving into retirement, you know, kind of gradually, maybe they're going to work you know, 10, 15 hour, 20, 25 hours, you know, for, for a few years. So that again, it creates the, the ability to, you know, to kind of create a phased plan. And again, you know, when, as you do something like that, oftentimes it allows you to, to maybe put a little bit more money aside for retirement, or maybe, maybe if you're not even putting more money away for retirement, it's allowing the money that you do have the possibility to continue to maybe grow, or maybe you're creating future income benefits, or, or maybe you're just simply saying, you know what, I'm not going to be drawing income off of this for, you know, for whatever, three to five years, let's say as an example. Well, then that, that's an extra three to five years that the, you know, that the money doesn't have to, you know, to last because you're going to be drawing on it for a shorter period of time. So there's a lot of different ways of, of putting this plan together. And, and again, there's no such thing as a one size fits all. Great examples of those, Glenn. Should we have income from a diversity of these various sources, or 
can we rely on just one of them to help fill us up? Should we kind of focus our attention into one area? Or is it best to diversify across, you know, multiple different income streams? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think a lot of that depends, Walter, right? I mean, I mean, it's um, everybody's situation is a little different, you know, and it depends upon when we're starting to have this conversation. Are we having this conversation when you're 30, 40, 50? Or are we having this conversation when you're, you know, 60 or 65, right? I mean, if you're if, you, if we're having this conversation when you're 60 or 65 or possibly older, you know, I mean, you know, having, you know, setting up a variety of other other things for the future, you know, you don't have as much time, you know, to, you know, to have those things kind of, you know, be put in place and, you know, and, and, and let them build for a, for a future plan, right? So there's, there's a variety of things there. I mean, I think just about everybody's going to have multiple sources of income in, in retirement. It's just how many different sources. Because, and, and why I say that is, is that, you know, I mean, I, I vast majority of people are going to have, are going to have social security. And if you you're one of those few people that doesn't have social security, then you have some other pension in all likelihood. And so that's going to be, that's going to be one, right? And if you've got, if you have a pension and you have social security, that's two. If you have an IRA or a 401k, then that's, that's probably three. And, you know, if you have any pre-tax dollars there that, you know, even if you don't take it until you have required minimum distributions, at some point that's going to start coming out. And then now all of a sudden we've got at least, you know, two or three, you know, uh, sources of income. And, you know, and you, and you go from there. What is really important to think about, Walter, I think is, is number one, what are your needs, right? In terms of cash flow, how much do you need to, you know, to have the lifestyle that you want to have? How comfortable are you with having a variety of things there? You know, some people are, are really comfortable and they want to have that. And, and it's stimulating to them to some extent. And they, you know, they, they like the idea of having a variety of sources of income. And, you know, and there's some, some things maybe, maybe they manage, like some, some rental properties and things like that. And maybe they, you know, they look to an advisor for some other, other parts of it. There are other people who just, just say, you know what, I don't want to worry about any of that kind of stuff. I've been worrying about things about work and income and, you know, on cash flow for years. I really would like to get to a place where I'm just enjoying retirement. You know, I'm, I'm you know, put some plans in place. I revisit it from time to time, but I really want to, you know, not, not have to worry about all those different things. Right. And so it really it really just it depends on who you are and what you're looking for. You know, I think one of the key things is, you know, is, is to engage in some tax aware planning and understanding the way they if you have multiple streams of income, how they interact with one another. Does, you know, having one particular type of income, you know, create potential other taxes on other income? Um, that maybe you weren't anticipating and maybe there's a way of, you know, being able to, to have some of those expenses be reduced like we were talking about in the last episode where, you know, it's just like, hey, you know, if you understand the fact that in retirement and throughout your life, uh, there, you know, one of at least potentially one of your largest expenses couldn't, you know, can be taxes. Right. I mean, there's very few things that are, you know, that are going to be, you know, for most people anywhere from, you know, 10, 15 percent on the low end to possibly, you know, you know, 20, 25, 30 percent on the on the high end. And maybe maybe even higher if you've got more income or more assets. But I mean, you know, what how many other things in your in your in your life are going to are, are going to be creating, you know, that's like that's going to take up to, you know, you know, 20, 30 percent of your of your of your income, you know, in terms of an expense. Right. I mean, there's there, I mean, I don't know that there's anything like that other than taxes. So you really want to make sure you understand how that works and not that you're going to be a tax. You know, you're, you're going to end up being a tax professional, but you want to certainly be working with an advisor who understands it and and, you know, either, you know, works with it with a with a, 
you know, a, a tax preparer or a tax advisor within their own office or can be working with yours, too, because you really got to, you know, really got to understand how all that works. I love all of the uh, the different angles that we can approach this conversation from, Glenn. I want to address something else. Whenever we talk about income, especially if anybody's preparing for retirement, they've run across the term guaranteed at some point, guaranteed income. And then obviously, non-guaranteed income would be the flip side of that. So how should someone go about balancing items that are, are guaranteed in some way, shape, or form versus non-guaranteed income sources in their plan? What does that look like? Right. Well, Walter, I mean... You know, I mean, you you really got to think in terms of you know, well, how are you defining that you know term, right? And and if you end up you know close to your retirement years or in your retirement years, you you know you've you've acquired what what you've acquired, right? And you and you've got you've got you know this this portfolio of you know of resources and assets, and so now you can I kind of think I, I start off with the with the idea of is like okay, you've got a you know a certain level of income that you're comfortable with in terms of your current lifestyle right and so if you can imagine in your in your mind's eye that you know it's just like okay that's a that's at a you know certain level maybe it's like you know you take your hand and you say okay boom is that's up here right and then you have you know what's going to be automatically coming in maybe there's a pension and maybe there and maybe social security maybe a couple of pensions maybe no pensions and maybe one or two you know social security checks that are going to come in and that's you know that's at another level right and typically it's just like you know if you, if you again you kind of just set it in your you know you say okay well you know my lifestyle is at this level and my income you know coming in from social security is at this level you know you'll you know if you and if you were to do that you know kind of thinking and again in your mind's eye and you, and you say okay you put one hand at one level and one hand at the other level there's going to be a gap there so now to, how are we going to figure out how to fill that gap right i mean assuming that there you know that the social security is not you know you know is not enough for your entire lifestyle for some people it is and and there's not a gap for other people that you know there isn't and it's like hey i've got i've got to fill this gap and now what's your comfort level of you know of of having reliable income you know coming in you know and reliable income means you know a pension or maybe annuity income or, or those types of things, you know, you've got to make sure that it's just like, you know, you're thinking in terms of what's my comfort level? Do I want how much do I want to have that in, you know, in, in risk assets, particularly in the short term? Right. You know, where are you drawing that money from? Is it going to be reliable? Are you comfortable with the idea that if you're, you know, if you if you don't have some other, you know, reliable income sources, i.e. a pension or, you know, or, or, you know, or, or lifetime income payments coming in from somewhere, you know, are you know, are you comfortable with if, if the markets drop and the economy takes a downturn? Are you willing to be in a situation where if you're drawing everything from a variable account to now contract your lifestyle, but just because the markets turned down? You know, I mean, most people don't like that idea. Right. And so, you know, if you're you know, if you if you're really I mean, that kind of puts it in perspective. And so, you know, you if you if, if you're thinking in those terms, most people say, no, 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 I, I want to fill I want to fill that gap. And, you know, most people that I talk to, they want to have some sort of a f form of reliable income that's filling all of that gap. Some people say, you know, okay, well, I want to have most of it, but I'm I'm okay with having a little bit of that at risk. Again, it depends upon the particular person, and it depends upon where they are in life. 
but you know, and what their lifestyle needs are. But you know, that's a critical question that should come into play, and a critical—I should probably say more of a, a critical conversation because there's multiple questions in there about you know how are we going to resolve that you know that you know that issue because it's it's very very important and understanding where where and how that the the, the retirement income is is going to be and whether or not is it you know it's going to be there for sure. I mean, I, I can't, again, I mean, most people don't like the idea of you know, of going up and down depending upon what's going on in the markets. I mean, think about it. If you were in your working years, you know, you say, well, you know, hey, if things are going really well in the economy, you're, you know, you're making more and your livestock can be higher. But if things turn down, well, you know, all of a sudden, you know, your, you know, your salary is going to be reduced, you know, by, you know, by, you know, 20, 30, 40 percent. I mean, most people would say, absolutely not. I got to go look for an effort job. Right. Well, I mean, if you're in that situation and, you know, in, in retirement and retirement income planning, then maybe you need to look for a different plan. Right. You, you, you want to make sure that it's going to be reliable and it's going to be there for you when you need it. When you need it. That's a key portion of that response right there. Absolutely. So I would imagine that listeners, again, if they're in that retirement planning mode of life, have probably heard of the term paycheck versus playcheck. There's been uh, a book written by a popular um, you know, financial commentator of a similar title. So there's this concept of paychecks and playchecks. Can you explain maybe how those different sources of income are supposed to meet the needs for those particular categories? Well, right. I mean, you know, I mean, when you're when you're when you're working years, you're obviously, you know, you have those paychecks, right? Um, when you go to retirement, you're no longer having those paychecks from your work, right? And so, you know, again, it depends upon, you know, what are you, you know, looking for, right? I mean, what do you, you know, what do you want to have that's going to be reliable there for you? You know, do you, you know, how are you going to fund that? And so the, you know, this concept of, you know, of, of playchecks, right? I mean, the more, the more reliable income that you have, i.e. lifetime income streams, then, you know, it's, you know, the, the more you put into that type of a, of an asset, you know, that, that's going to, you know, it's going to create more and more cash flow for you. It gives you the ability to, you know, to play and do more things. And that, that, you know, that travel and leisure budget that we were talking about in the last episode, you know, you're able to do more there if, you know, if you know that it's going to be there and it won't, it won't exhaust itself and, you know, and you won't run out, you know, you know, before you, before you get to the end of your life. Right. And it's, it's, you know, again, it's, it's like, you get, again, going back to that idea of your, your lifestyles here and then your income is here. And if there's a gap, it's like, you know, how much do you want to, you know, what, what do you want to fill that gap with? How do you want to fill that gap? And do you want to be able to do a few more things, you know, over and above your normal life, you know, your normal lifestyle, you know, and, you know, because when you think about, you know, your monthly cash flow, that's one thing. But if you're doing something extra like vacations or, or additional giving, or, you know, you want to do something for the kids and grandkids, now all of a sudden it's like, you know, it's, it's not really your monthly budget because it's your monthly budget plus, Right. And so, you know, so then when you get to that, it's like, well, how how are you going to be able to fund those things that you want to do? And how much do you want that to be dependent upon the, the economy and the markets? And how much of that do you want to fund in other ways that, you know, that you know, have the ability to go, you know, go for a lifetime? And it's, you know, it's, it's a conversation to have for sure. And I mean, again, everybody's everybody's situation is going to be a little bit different as to as to how they're going to look at that and what what they really want. But again, in order to know what you want, you need to know what your options are, and that's a uh, that's a process of you know questions and you know and education to you know to to see if there are are there some things that are outside of your awareness that um, that you really need to understand so that you you know that you're making the best choices for yourself. 
Well, time to put a bow on not only this episode, Glenn, but this entire conversation from the past two episodes in our Retirement Cash Flow series. Are the strategies for maximizing this guaranteed income, or again, however you define that as you laid out for us, different from the approach with that non-guaranteed income? So in your strategy planning, do you then take different approaches to the different types of income you're working with? Well, there's no doubt about it, Walter. Right. I mean, again, it's just like if you're if everything is in a variable account, then by definition, there's you know, there's not there's not guarantees. There's not there's no there's no way to you know to know that you're going to have a lifetime income. Right. You know, on the other hand, you know, you say, OK, well, no, I've, I've got Social Security. I've got a pension. Maybe you don't have a pension. Do you want to create? You know, we kind of talked to that idea that, you know, the concept of of having, you know, play checks or or, you know, possibly taking a portion of your retirement assets that you've saved into your IRAs or 401k and maybe making it your own private pension. Right. Then structuring it in such a way that, you know, again, you come back to that that idea of the gap, your your lifestyle is here and your and, you know, and your income you know, coming from those from those you know, sources are, are, are at a different level. You know, how are we going to fill that gap? How much of that gap do we want to have, you know, and where we know that it's going to be there, you know, throughout our lifetime? And, you know, it's just, you know, the, there's certain strategies to be able to put in place so, so that you're, you're in that place where you're, you know, you're comfortable that that's going to be reliable income, you know, regardless of what goes on in the economy and the markets. And no matter who's in the White House, you know, or what, what's going on with the, with the government, right? That's important to know. And it's, there's, a, there's a certain peace of mind there. But again, you're going to have, there's, there's going to be strategies there that, that, um, that some people are going to be comfortable with. And there's some people are not going to be comfortable with them, right? Again, it's, 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 um, that's not necessarily good or bad. It just is. But you know, again, you want to you want to understand what you're saying yes or no to, and what strategies are you are, are you actually looking at, and are you working with somebody as an advisor who that's their that's their specialty is is, is working and working with folks who are in the retirement years, and you know, and having that type of planning versus you know the accumulation type of planning in terms of you know how much are you putting into your portfolio and and you know or how much are you saving for you know, for retirement retirement and you know and how is that position in the markets in terms of you know the you know this this diversification or this you know this um, you know how are you positioning your assets this way or that is a different way of thinking about it and different types of diversification and positioning when we're talking about drawing money out kind of think about it so it's like what's your exit strategy how are you going to be drawing that money out and how much how do you you know do you want to have certain guarantees tied to that and and maybe you want to have certain guarantees tied to it but you want to have some other uh, other portion of your assets that's where you, it's like, you know what, I'm comfortable. I, I, you know, I, I like the markets. I know over time that things have tended to do well, but you don't want to have your month to month lifestyle, you know, you know, be impacted by that, but you still want to have some money in a, in a, you know, in a later bucket, so to speak, that, that you can, that that can continue to work for you, you know, and o- over time. Again, it's this, everybody's situation's a bit different, but you really got to, you know, you got to really, you know, deal with this, with this question is to say, how are you going to fill the gap and what's your lifestyle is going to be and, and your comfort level of this strategy versus that strategy. And just knowing, you know, knowing a you know, variety of strategies that are out there. Most people are unaware of what they, what they can choose from. And that's just because, you know, of, of to whom they've been listening, right. And to, you know, and to what they have access to, you know, you, you have the, the financial, you have the financial 
terrestrial channels on TV, and they're mostly focused on the markets, right? I mean, you don't have a channel that that is that is you know is there for you to you know it's like well how are you going to have a you know a you know a lifetime income stream you know coming in you know that, I mean that channel is not you know it doesn't exist as far as I've ever seen. I mean, you might have some ads here and there. You know, whether they're, they're trying to, you know, have you call in so that you can talk to one of their salespeople, right? But, but you know, but ultimately, you know, you, you really, you know, it's, it's like you, you don't know what you have access to unless you, unless you have the ability to talk to somebody that can, you know, avail that to you and, and, and show you what's there and, and educate you to, a, to an extent. And then you have the ability to make choices, you know, when you, when you know what your choices actually are. Well, Glenn, I appreciate your guidance through this pretty in-depth conversation over these last two episodes about expenses, income, and how it all relates to solving that cash flow problem in retirement. And if you're listening to these last two shows, folks, and you're kind of thinking, all right, how do I put together a plan for retirement? Well, pretty good roadmap just addressing those two sides of the coin, income and expenses. But you can just see how many details and layers there are just in that part of the conversation. So if you need some help putting together a proper plan and want to work with somebody who's experienced and who has walked many, many people through this process to that successful retirement solution, pick up the phone and give Glenn a call and you can set up a free consultation to meet. The number is 336-291-3535. If you're in the Greensboro, North Carolina area, you can meet in person. But of course, from wherever you are, you can meet virtually. You can also go to RoadmapFinancial.com. That's RoadmapFinancial.com. And click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page to schedule a time to visit. Glenn, thanks for walking us through these uh, different elements on the past two shows. And we'll look forward to a new topic with you next week. Fantastic, Walter. Take care. I hope everybody enjoyed the two-part series, and we'll see you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap. 